Welcome to Thriller Vault, and today the final episode of Slumdog Escape, a story by myself, Luke Richardson, and Stephen Moore. If you haven't seen episode one and two, please go back and watch them, or this won't make any sense on its own. If you've seen one and two, then let's get straight into it. Whilst you're here, though, quickly, please remember to like, subscribe and share this podcast on whatever platform you're watching it, because that really helps us reach new people. Right, let's go. Rahul. Rahul fought as he was dragged by his neck deep into the bowels of the building. Hey, get off me, get off me. His weakened voice echoed from the walls. He lashed out, but he was thin and malnourished, not even a match for Weasel, and certainly no match for Boss Man. Weasel flung Rahul into the room at the back of the building. The room was large, with several smaller openings on one wall. A series of thick metal doors made these small rooms into the cells where Rahul and the other children slept. Rahul squinted against the light, which was just a bare bulb hanging from the ceiling. He had hoped never to see this place ever again. Rahul scrambled to his feet as quickly as he could, methods of escape streaming through his mind. He was quicker than these men, and they knew it. They had been lucky so far. This time he would run so fast and so far that they would never see him again. Rahul looked around the space. The other children cowered in the darkness. He spun on his heels and looked back at the doorway. Maybe he should make another go of it now. Get out there and... It's okay, Rahul, my young, special friend. It was the voice Rahul hated more than any in the world, whispering from somewhere out of the darkness. Your work for the day is done. Now all you need to do is sit back and relax. We are spending tonight together, as a family. Rahul shivered, his muscles tensed. The boss man's huge frame filled the doorway, a cigarette glowing from his giant paw. You are one of us, you know. You are a member of this family. The man stepped forwards and sunk to his knees. You are a member of this family, whether you like it or not. But you keep running away. Why is that? Rahul said nothing. The boss took another drag on the cigarette and then exhaled the smoke in Rahul's face. My friend over there, the boss man pointed at Weasel, thinks I should beat you again, but I've done that already. The boss tore open Rahul's shirt to reveal his torso bruised and blooded from last night's savage beating. That didn't seem to work, did it? The boss said, poking at one of the welts. Rahul winced and inhaled sharply. I've got a better idea, the boss man said, straightening up. I think you feel you need to keep running away because you don't feel like you belong in this family. I think you feel like you are better than us. Maybe you feel like you want to go back to your palace and be the prince again. <laughs> the boss roared with laughter. Weasel laughed too, sounding like a congested mammal. I've got a better idea, the boss said. Maybe... You don't feel like you're part of this family because you've never been 
initiated. Uh, in initiated, Rahul said. Yes, like a, like a special treat. So that you know you are like us, make you official member of the family. What do you think? The boss's eyes rooted Rahul to the spot. Rahul had heard about some of these initiation ceremonies. Sometimes they had to sing a Hindi folk song or steal a loaf of bread from a street baker. It didn't sound so difficult. Rahul nodded. Very good, Rahul, my brave friend. The boss threw a glance at Weasel. It is time. Weasel walked to the back of the room and returned with two chairs and a black holdall. He set the chairs down two feet apart in the centre of the room. Rahul, please take a seat. The boss pointed to one chair. I admire you, Rahul. Many are afraid and try to run away. Rahul sat down in the chair and then looked up at the boss. Very good, Rahul. Do you know what job you will do for us? Rahul nodded. Begging? That is correct. The boss sucked hard on his cigarette. But ordinary begging is for ordinary boys, Rahul. You are a strong boy. You will be a special beggar. Rahul gulped back the lump in his throat. You will make me so proud, Rahul. Now lift your leg up and place it on that chair. Uncertainty flashed across Rahul's face. He blinked it away and raised his leg. The other children watched in shocked silence from the shadows. Good boy, now close your eyes and think of your favourite food. Can you do that for me, Rahul? Rahul didn't really know what his favourite food was. All he could remember was life on the streets. He'd eaten warm bread a couple of times and once found a packet of potato chips. He supposed they were as good as anything. He closed his eyes and rested his head on the back of the chair. That's good, Rahul. Very good. The boss shot Weasel another glance. Weasel stepped forward and took something from his pocket. Keep thinking of that food, Rahul, the boss repeated. Rahul nodded. Very good, my boy, very good. Now, keep your eyes closed and think of that food. I know you must be hungry. Are you hungry, Rahul? Rahul was starving. He'd last eaten a dozen hours ago, half a dirty apple he'd found on the ground. His stomach trembled. How about chicken? Do you like chicken, Rahul? Rice? How about some chicken and rice? Thoughts of hot chicken and rice sent Rahul's imagination into overdrive. The weasel unscrewed a small glass bottle and tipped some of the contents onto a rag. The weasel placed the rag across Rahul's nose and mouth. Two minutes. Go! The boss shouted. The kids around Rahul now froze in fear, their eyes locked on the horrific scene. Weasel set to work. Using a length of stained rope, he tied Rahul's leg to the chair. Using all his strength, he pulled as tight as he could. Then he took an old belt and looped it around Rahul's leg just above the knee. He tied this off tight too. It was clear that Weasel had done this procedure before. Weasel checked the belt and the rope and then crossed back to the bag. 
he bent down and removed a hacksaw, its blade glimmering. Kayla. Kayla stepped into the building. Her shallow breathing sounded like a steam train in the silence. She willed herself to breathe more quietly as she tiptoed forwards. From what she could see, the building lay in almost complete darkness. She pushed on slowly, cautiously feeling her way forwards. Even if she had a flashlight now, she could never risk using it. A faint light glowed from a room at the back of the building. Someone or something moved back there. Kayla took another step, her apprehension growing. She kicked something. It clanged along the floor, shattering like a glass bottle. Kayla froze, bracing herself for an attack. Every fibre of her body strained for the madness to come. Nothing happened. Kayla waited ten seconds, then another ten. For a second she considered turning around and running back to the Calaba guesthouse. Then Rahul's face drifted into her mind. She remembered his fear-filled eyes as he pleaded silently for help. A little more confident that no one was paying the entrance any attention, Kayla dug out her phone and turned on the flashlight. At first, she kept the lens covered so the light only came out a tiny bit. It was enough to see the surrounding room though. Countless discarded glass beer bottles stood across the floor. An old television sat beside two moth-eaten armchairs in the corner. This looked like the place that those disgusting men unwound after a hard day abusing children. She heard a voice drifting from the room at the back of the building. Although the man spoke a language Kayla didn't understand, she would bet on it being the brute she'd seen outside. Kayla pushed aside her anger and focused on what the room told her about her foe. First, discarded beer bottles equaled weapons, and second, the thugs were probably drunk. Kayla snatched up two bottles and then crossed to the back room and peered through the door. Instantly, she wished she hadn't. Rahul sat slumped on a chair in the centre. He looked unconscious, his head lolling to the side. His left leg was extended up before him and tied to another chair. Several other children looked on in shock. Then, a small rodent-like man removed a hacksaw from a black holdall. It took Kayla a few seconds to work out what was going on. When she did, her stomach fought to repel her last meal. She held onto the wall for support as the room swayed around her. The rodent-like man looked up at his boss. The boss man nodded, then stepped backwards and puffed on his cigarette. The smaller man drew the saw backwards. He fixed his eyes on the leg he planned to liberate from the boy. Kayla saw it in slow motion. She drew a deep breath. Two men against her was not great odds, but even if they killed her in the process, somehow Kayla's adrenaline fueled mind thought that was okay. The boss man took a drag on the cigarette. The man rodent placed the saw's glinting teeth against Rahul's leg. Kayla glanced from one man to the other. The big brute was clearly in charge, yet the man with the saw had to take priority. Kayla stepped back into the shadows and raised the first beer bottle over her head. She focused in on the rodent man whose muscles tensed in preparation to make the first cut. 
Kayla flung the bottle as hard as she could. It sailed harmlessly over Rodent Man's head and shattered against the wall. Although causing no damage, the bottle provided the distraction she needed. Both men froze and turned to face the sound. Kayla charged across the room in four controlled steps. She planted her left foot and swung her right up and hard into the rodent man's jaw. Still facing the shattered bottle on the wall behind, he didn't even see her coming. Kayla followed the strike with a pair of elbow strikes to the top of his skull. The man's eyes clouded over. He crumpled to the floor, out cold. The saw clanged down beside him. Kayla spun around to face the boss. Several stunned children looked back at her. The boss man had disappeared. You coward! Kayla shouted. Untie him, quickly! She pointed at the boy, making her meaning clear, even if the children didn't understand the words. Two of the older children rushed across to help. Kayla quickly spun back around and kicked the rodent man twice more for good measure. The last thing she wanted was him waking up halfway through his nap time. Kayla picked up the saw. It was about 18 inches long with hundreds of small, sharp teeth. She turned back to face the doorway. A series of thumps and bangs echoed through. It sounded as though the boss man was upending a toolbox. Kayla charged for the doorway, then saw the boss man running back in her direction. Something about the way he ran told Kayla he was used to fighting. The blade of a large knife glinted from his hand. Kayla pulled in close to the wall beside the door. Solutions spun through her mind. Holding the saw tightly, she sunk into a crouch. She carefully positioned the saw, teeth facing towards her assailant. Feet slapped against concrete in the next room. Kayla swung the saw just as the boss man charged through the door. The teeth buried themselves deep into his thigh. The saw was ripped from her grip. The boss man cried in pain and staggered forwards, just managing to catch his fall at the last moment. Kayla leapt to her feet and turned. The boss man glanced down at his leg. Blood now pumped from a four-inch gash on his thigh. It was a significant injury, but it was still clearly not his priority. He looked at Kayla and then snarled. The children had untied Rahul and now watched the unfolding drama from the shadows at the far side of the room. The boss stepped forwards, swinging the blade slowly from left to right. Kayla hated to admit it, but he handled the blade as though he knew what he was doing. Blood spewed from the deep gash on his leg, further staining his filthy trousers. Why don't you just run now? Kayla said, forcing a commanding tone into her voice. You've seen what I've done to your friend? She pointed down at the weasel lookalike. The boss didn't reply. Kayla shuffled to the side, expanding her options, and then sunk into her fighting stance. The boss growled like a caged beast and then dashed forwards. He swung the knife in an arc, the blade zinging through the air. Kayla stepped to the left. The blade swished an inch past her ear. She moved her weight to the other foot and delivered two left hooks to the man's stomach. It felt like she'd just gone one-two on a steel post. The hefty blows only seemed to further anger the brute. He swung the blade again, this time aiming for Kayla's midriff. Kayla stepped backwards and the knife found nothing but air. Kayla shot a glance behind her. She was getting dangerously close to the corner of the room. That was a place she didn't want to be. She swung a right jab. 
The boss man twisted the knife and the blade sliced across the top of Kayla's arm. A white hot pain surged through her body. She winced and ducked backwards. She was now even further into the corner. The boss man advanced again. A snarl played at the corners of his lips as he realised he was gaining the upper hand. Kayla ducked. The knife missed her throat by a hair's breadth. She stepped back again and felt the wall with her back foot. She was trapped, exactly where she didn't want to be. The boss man smiled and took another step forwards. His movements were now almost leisurely. He clearly thought he'd already won. Kayla had one play left. One move, which although dangerous, could disarm the brute. Kayla ran the combo through her mind. It was a move she hadn't used in years and didn't remember that well. Right now though, she didn't have any other options. She stood tall, tempting the man to strike. The brute's dark eyes passed across her body and then he took the bait. The knife sped towards her stomach. Kayla did exactly what the man didn't expect. She stepped towards the incoming blade. She twisted side on, offering a smaller target and then struck. The knife passed an inch in front of her stomach. Kayla gripped the man's wrist beneath the elbow, rendering the knife useless. Then she cracked her palm into his upper arm. Bones shattered deep beneath his skin. The big man cried in pain and the knife clanged to the floor. Kayla delivered three heavy punches to the side of his head and then shoved his body to the floor. The man fell like a banyan tree. His head flopped backwards and cracked against the concrete. Quick, let's get you out of here, Kayla said, pointing to the children. As the children shuffled towards the door, Kayla went through the big man's pockets and removed the keys to the truck and the wad of coins and cash she'd seen him collect from the kids. With a glance back at the men, Kayla followed the liberated children out into the other room. Wait, wait, Rahul said, coming around from the drugs. Oh, over there. He pointed at a small metal box beside the TV. One of the other kids rushed over and swung open the lid. Filthy notes were bundled into piles. The kids snagged up the box and they headed out to the truck. Kayla climbed into the driver's seat and started the engine. Rahul got in beside her, along with another of the older kids. Kayla started the engine. The old truck spluttered, coughed and then roared to life. Kayla glanced at Rahul. I've got something for you, she said, handing him the notes she'd first given to him outside Leopold several hours ago. But this time, they're really yours to keep. Thank you, Rahul said, tucking the notes away. Where are we going then? Kayla asked, reversing the truck towards the main road. Head south, Rahul said, leaning back into his seat. I want to go south. That was Slumdog Escape by me, Luke Richardson, and Stephen Moore. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Thriller Vault podcast. Please, please, please make sure you're liking, you're subscribing, and you're sharing this podcast as it helps us so much reach new readers. I can't wait to share another story with you soon. Thanks. 